of sports right here on the Voice of America. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the April 14th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Let's tip off with African men's basketball. Clubs based in South Sudan and South Africa won their first ever Basketball Africa League games on Wednesday in Cairo, Egypt. Cobra Sport of South Sudan routed Espor Fukash of the Democratic Republic of Congo 108-82. to And the Cape Town Tigers of South Africa edged FAP of Cameroon 73 to 70 thanks to a three-point shot by Evans Ganapamo with about two seconds left in the game. Ganapamo finished with a game-high 24 points. Taking a look at the Nile Conference standings, Petro de Luanda of Angola and defending Basketball Africa League champion Zamalek of Egypt are at the top. Each team has two wins and no losses. Cobra Sport and Cape Town have one win and two losses each. FAP has one win and one loss. And Espor Fukash has lost both of its games. The top four teams in the conference will advance to next month's Basketball Africa League playoffs in Kigali, Rwanda. VOA English Radio is broadcasting special coverage of the Basketball Africa League. Let's listen in now to the post-game commentary from yours truly, Prince Nesta and super producer Muck Bill Yabaro after Cobra Sports big win. I'm VOA's Sonny Young. You're listening to special Voice of America coverage of Basketball Africa League 2022. Final score from Cairo, Egypt. Cobra Sport wins its first Basketball Africa League game. It defeats Espor Fukash from the Democratic Republic of Congo. A runaway victory for Cobra Sport. 108-82. to 26-point victory. The team led by more than 20 points most of the second half. I'm joined for some post-game analysis by super producer Muckbill Yabaro and Prince Nesta. Muckbill, your thoughts on uh, this big win by Cobra Sports. Cobra Sports, with their fans celebrating in Cairo, definitely had to do this in order to make sure that they got one win out of the last couple of games that they've been able to play they were 0-2 coming into this they had to play with a level of desperation and at the moment we have lead man Padet Wang um, in a post-game interview and we will listen to him I feel great right now um, we got a whole country behind us I support us to the fans out there you know we just I love my country I love my people man it's everything it feels great and what did Coach Berberi say to you guys coming into this very important Judgment Day, big clash against Esquad Fukash. It's going to be a dog fight, and 
you know, the last game, it was kind of, it was a bad game we had, but we had to forget about that, learn from it, and move on. Because this tournament, you can't let games like that carry over. You got to move on, get to the next game, and that's what we did. Four players getting uh, getting doubles, of course, that's massive. Uh, just tell me how good this, this team is in terms of playing together as a family and working together and moving forward. Yeah, we're great. I mean, we still haven't even touched the, the ceiling. I don't even think there's a ceiling for us. You know, we've only been together for maybe two weeks in training camp. So, you know, it's kind of it's great seeing us just coming on together and just we're still learning every day. So, yeah. Patty at weighing 24 points for Cobra Sport. And we're joined once again by Prince Nesta and Muckbill Yabarro. Prince, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Wayne said the team has been together uh, really for only about two weeks. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. It just goes on to tell you how mentally tough and physically tough they are. And they're, you know, the more games they get, that they better that chemistry. So they're becoming a little bit more improved as far as chemistry is concerned. You'll recall that uh, coming on to this match, uh, they had gone down just yesterday to Zamalik. At the same time, they'd also earlier on gone down to Petro. And, um, you know, Zamalik actually became the first team to reach a 100-point mark. And so we are seeing another second team in the name of Cobra Squad who played like either Petro or Zamalek combined uh, today <laughs> in this particular match. I recover quickly from the adversity that befell them yesterday. And, of course, uh, you know, they faced a pretty tough team against uh, Fukash. Uh, but, of course, came out victorious in this one. You know, I actually mentioned a couple of things that they needed to improve on when we were starting this conversation today in the pregame show. And they talked about uh, how they fumble a bit too much when faced uh, with pressure. Uh, you know, they should improve on their ball handling skills, uh, protect their defense in the perimeter line, uh, rotate some of their defenses and, you know, avoid turnovers. And, of course, they proved me wrong. Uh, you know, this is a much more different um, Cobra Sport team, much more improved. They really had excellent communication, great communication, and of course they improved on their team chemistry. Wow, offensively and defensively, they were actually on the defensive end, they were freezing some of those uh, Fukash players, like the way bouncers would do to me when I was uh, underage and <laughs> trying to get into the club. <laughs> Mayan Kier, uh, excellent game for Cobra Sport. Uh, he had 12 points in the first quarter alone he ended up with a total of 24 points to match his teammate Wang. And yes, Muckbill and Prince, I'm pleased to report that Kier also led in the plus-minus index. He, he had a 30, uh, which I think was uh, the highest of any player on the court uh, in Cairo. But yeah, I have to believe this is a morale-boosting victory, uh, Muckbill, for, for Cobra Sport. No, absolutely. This 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 was a must must win. We could have we've seen the level of intensity that they started the first half with. They coupled that with the same level of intensity, if not more, in the second half, um, and they proved to be too much um, by adding to their lead and uh, finishing off uh, with this twenty six point victory. But at the same time, I gotta send shoutouts and kudos to you know uh, Mayan Kier. Uh, you know, power forward, fantastic. He came out really big today on the team. 
and needed him the most and you know he inspired the rest of the folks and of course uh, he's a standard player as I had mentioned earlier he's really really experienced one of the few players actually you know who grew up in Australia and of course um, actually taking part in this competition uh, mostly we hear of American you know American dominated uh, American players dominating and um, the African player at the same time you see uh, one interesting scenario uh, an Australian you know so Sudanese you know uh, basically um, dominating this match and that was fantastic of course he's had uh, plenty of experiences here in the United States uh, as I had already mentioned playing for Louisiana State University and Florida he's been at New Mexico University uh, interesting interesting experience uh, you know lifting his team back to contention of the BL title Prince, I know uh, you like to rhyme occasionally uh, in your words, your words wizardry. Uh, I will point out that Patty at Wang was four for 11 from three-point territory in Cairo. And do you know how Muckbill would describe it every time Wang would connect on a three-point shot, Prince? How do you describe it? <laughs> Wang with the bang. Wang with the bang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Bill, we need to collaborate. We need to do a collaboration of a song of our own, you know, rhyming and may, maybe a hip hop song, maybe. <laughs> quite, quite, that quite possibly might be in our future, man. Yeah. It be the title for that one, Bill. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to sleep on it. <laughs> Muck Bill, uh, we saw that 15-year-old center for Cobra Sport, Common Malach, uh, come in in the second half. He ended up with four points. And uh, a player like that, you know, uh, such athleticism, such height, is that a player that maybe the NBA would have its eyes on? Absolutely. You know You know what they say, you can't teach height, you know? <laughs> so that kid definitely <laughs> is someone that uh, the, the prospects have their eyes on. Uh, 15 years old, 7-footer, um, who understands the game already, playing amongst grown men, mm, um, and, mm. and he's able to hold his own. So I can only expect his development to move at a more rapid pace being in this tournament. Um, and I'm excited to see him uh, moving forward as well. Um, with, with that being said, this Cobra Sports team that we've seen today, um, I truly believe can be in contention and play up against any team in the tournament, just from what I've seen today because of the level of um, intensity that they played with. It was a sense of desperation because they had to make sure that they won this game um, in order to stay alive. Um, but if they're able to somehow keep this level of uh, intensity that they had for today just moving forward, um, they will be a very difficult team to to stop with their athleticism. Let's give a shout-out for the uh, head coach of Cobra Sport, Manyang Berberi. Uh, he really had his team playing with a lot of uh, intensity and passion in Cairo. And I think they did kind of regroup after those losses to Zamalek and uh, Petro Atletico. Uh, 38 bench points, 38 points from reserve players. Uh, overall, just a very impressive performance, Prince. I totally agree with you. And, you know, kudos basically going out to... And, you know, Cobra Sports, they embraced the pressure. They faced a lot of pressure when they were coming into this match. I mean, you know, having two games 
it's not easy to recover from that. And you know, they show discipline. They show that um, you know, they they con they could um basically pull out victory uh, through so much pressure. And they created transition opportunities. And you know, they are really consistent as far as their movement to the basketball. And even without the basketball is concerned, at the same time, you know, uh, the coach also you've mentioned was really great as far as the substitution patterns is concerned, especially at such a crunch times when they needed to do some ball management. A fantastic display, fantastic team. Can't wait to see what they have to offer next. Prince Nesta, thank you. Thanks to my super producer, Muck Bill Yabaro. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL. 38 games, 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7, FMs and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game, daily highlights, delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. Basketball Africa League 2022 is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA action Wednesday night, the Atlanta Hawks and the New Orleans Pelicans both won play-in games as the league solidifies its lineup for the postseason, the AP's Dave Ferry reports. The Hawks have extended their season by at least one game by clobbering the Hornets, 132-103 in the play-in. Trey Young bounced back from a sluggish start to finish with 24 points. It was my second NCAA tournament-type game, uh, so it was uh, something new, uh, a one-and-done type situation. Um but uh, it was good, though. It was good, and um, I'm glad we, we came out and took care of business. DeAndre Hunter provided 16 of his 22 points, while the Hawks outscored Charlotte 42-24 in the third quarter, taking a 27-point lead. Clint Capella had 15 points and 17 rebounds for Atlanta. The Hawks will take on the Cavaliers on Friday, with the winner advancing to the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. C.J. McCollum scored 27 of his 32 points in the first half of the Pelicans, 113-103 victory against the Spurs. Trying to be locked in, trying to be aggressive early and then try to set the table later on in the game and just be efficient, be steady. Um, understanding that playoffs is is a lot of antics. There's a lot of momentum plays. There's a lot of back and forth. Brandon Ingram shook off foul trouble to add 27 points for New Orleans. Jonas Valanciunas had 22 points and 14 rebounds to help the Pelicans earn a meeting with the Clippers on Friday. New Orleans has advanced as far despite a 3-16 start to the season. Devin Vassell had a team-high 23 points for the Spurs, who made things interesting with a 16-1 run in the final period. I'm Dave Ferry. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. 
Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle, at VOA Sunny Sports. I am Oliti Tobek Stobichuku, the media officer Superfagons of Nigeria, and vice chairman of um, Lagos One. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. Thank you. Thank you, Aluchi. Aluchi spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye about two recent friendly matches played in Vancouver and Victoria City between the Super Falcons and Canada's national women's football team. The first game we lost by two goals to nothing. The second game we were able to pull a 2-2 draw, which was... Um, uh, quite unbeliev- unbelievable the way the Canadians took the results. Uh, they thought it was going to be a bashing from their champions. Randy ran the course of the two matches with just um, 18 players available. We had them um, players that had issues, you know, getting visa to come into the country. But it also shows that um, we have depth as a team. We, we have uh, we could persevere. Uh, the players were very committed and um, they just did everything they could do, you know, to get a decent result. Uh, like I always say, the best assessment comes from the coach. And I was just going to pick some of the uh, words that he said. You know, in him, he was able to, uh, you know, assess uh, players that have not had the opportunity to play big time uh, uh, matches. And then one of them could be Nico Payne. He was happy with what he saw. Also, give Onyechi a Chegini, a new player that joined us in camp. You know, she played in the first match. Uh, Randy assessed that. Then we saw how our defense will pull themselves together in the absence of um, Ohali. And then, you know, we saw, however, consistent um, Ashley Plumtree. And then at the end of the day, we saw that um, Ifama Onumano is, isn't really a flash in the pan, you know. She could hold down and score uh, for us. So I believe that um, my personal assessment of the team gives me hope that we're not going to Morocco to play, that um, we're going to do everything possible to see how we can defend our title and win the trophy for a tenth time. What's the aim of the friendly games? Did the coaches field new players? The aim of the friendly, from the Canadian perspective, was to have an opportunity to celebrate their champions, having won gold medal uh, during the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. And then from our own side, there was an opportunity to play a very quality side, African champions squaring up against them, the Olympic champion. And um, as a build-up, as we prepare for outcome in Morocco later in the year, a lot of people felt that it was going to be a child's play. How would Nigeria hold up against the Olympic champions? But I'm glad that um, they didn't take the match 
are simple. They fielded their full squad. They, they did not um, underestimate uh, the Super Falcons. And we also came out, even though we had about um, four or five players, regular players that couldn't make it, we also came out to give our best. And um, I am sure that um, Randy was very impressed with what the game he saw. What's the mood of the players after the games against Olympic champions? Well, I would say that um, the girls are happy. They are grateful to the Nigerian Football Federation for the kind of exposure most of them have had, you know, while playing for the Super Falcons of Nigeria. And um, you get to play this kind of matches, maybe when you qualify for the World Cup or you are playing in the Olympics. But for you to get it outside uh, these two competitions has um, also given them an opportunity, you know, to play against a top quality side and then they have picked one or two lessons from it and we also have the upcoming players in the team that haven't really played for a top-notch side like um the canadian team they they have had the opportunity and they have seen that uh, it, it's not really a big deal the game of football is just football it is how you control the ball that um it will answer you and they have come out to prove that i'm particularly impressed you know having sat down to also uh, watch again the replay of um, if I'm on a mother's goal it shows the kind of intelligence and um, tactical player that she is as a striker a goal coacher she doesn't waste opportunities and then um, you know having scored two goals for nigeria um in a qualifying match for alcon against um, Cote d'Ivoire in abuja she has also complimented her efforts with that kind of intelligent goal that she scored. That's Aluchi Tobex Tobachukwu, the media officer of Nigeria's national women's football team, the Super Falcons. And Aluchi spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Canada. Sporty greetings. This is Randy Waldrum, coach of the Super Falcons of Nigeria. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Thanks. Thanks, coach. Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. I'm Sonny Young in Washington. And you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. The English Premier League football clubs, Manchester City and Liverpool, have advanced to the semifinals in the UEFA Champions League tournament. Joining us now with more details 
is my VOA colleague, Gwen Uden. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. On Wednesday, Manchester City survived a nail-biting Champions League second leg against Atletico Madrid. The match ended without a goal from either team, but Man City advanced to the semifinals 1-0 on aggregate. And afterwards, coach Pep Guardiola expressed relief for his victory and praise for his opponent. They, they, they push us a lot. Uh, they were excellent in the second half. We forgot to play and we were in a big, big trouble. The first half was pretty good, except the first five, ten minutes that they knew they, they came up aggressively. So we, we have to adapt because when a team played like Atletico Madrid in the second half and we could not have the ball and our build-up was a little bit without intention, just to I pass you the ball to you, you pass the ball to the other one without really really play because it's 1-0 it's the Champions League we are not used to play this competition much it's the third time in our history just to win semi-final so and uh, yeah we felt a little bit the pressure and Atletico Madrid was brilliant in the second half so but we are in semi-finals and for our club is an incredible achievement Guardiola's compliments did not sit well with Atletico coach Diego Simeone, who told reporters he was not convinced Guardiola was being sincere. Simeone said many times those who have great lexicon are very intelligent and can manage to praise you and despise you at the same time. But we are not that fool, those who might have less lexicon. Emotions also spilled over at Metropolitano Stadium near the end of Wednesday's match when a scuffle broke out among players on the pitch after Atletico defender Felipe fouled Phil Foden and was issued a second yellow card. The two coaches ended up in the middle of the conflict and pled for peace in a display of unity. But soon after, Atletico players accused Man City of time-wasting in the final minutes, which the English side denied. Coach Simeone said the disruption only added to his frustrating exit from the Champions League. Simeone says, I'm annoyed because we are out. We always want to win no matter how. It was a very difficult tie against an extraordinary rival. They always score at least two or three goals per match, and we managed to contain that strength of their game in two matches. But we were not accurate, so they won the tie. I congratulate them and wish them the best. Man City continue on their quest to lift the Champions League trophy for the first time and are set to play record 13 times champions Real Madrid in the semifinals later this month. Also on Wednesday, Liverpool drew 3-3 with Benfica to advance to the Champions League semifinals 6-4 on aggregate. Liverpool entered Anfield Stadium with the clear advantage after defeating Benfica 3-1 in the first leg and many thought they would enjoy a comfortable pass passage into the next round. But Liverpool conceded three goals against their relentless opponents. And at the final whistle, Benfica earned applause from both sides for their gutsy performance. Liverpool are now in the Champions League semifinals for the third time in five seasons. And manager Jurgen Klopp couldn't be happier. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely great. Um, never happened. I take something like this for granted. Um, I'm 
really, really happy. And um, yeah, that's it pretty much. So I know a couple of times, um, I know we will talk about the game and the things we happened, the goals we conceded and all these kind of things. But on the day when I'm, when I'm, um, uh, when I'm not over the moon about qualifying for the Champions League semi-final, then something is really wrong. Maybe it would be the right time just to quit. So, um, no, it's all good. Liverpool are now set to face Villarreal in the semifinals after the Spanish club clinched a stunning 2-1 win on aggregate over German powerhouse Bayern Munich. And Jurgen Klopp says his upcoming opponents deserve their place in the last four. Tough, tough, tough. Um, um, both games, Villarreal deserved it to get through. Um, yeah, didn't analyze them because uh, you watch the game and you try to figure out both teams with really real quality and um, Villarreal has um, probably the most successful cup competition manager in world football, so he knows what he's doing and um, the team is really strong. Um, two different approaches away and home. It was clear that they defended Munich more, even more than they did that than they did at Villarreal. So, um, no, it will be difficult. But it's semi-final Champions League. It wouldn't be difficult. Something would be really wrong. The Champions League semi-finals will be played over two legs beginning April 26th through early May. And we're getting closer to the final match set to kick off on May 28th at the Stade de France near Paris. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. wraps up the April 14th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. I get it. And that's the sunny side of sports.